Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. My next guest, uh, Monday Night Brewing, is an Atlanta-based craft brewery. We're talking about beers, y'all. We They brew beers for weeknights, balanced, flavorful ales that pair well with food. Um, interesting. We're going to have an interesting, believe it or not, uh, the idea for Monday Night Brewing grew out of a small Atlanta Bible study. <laughs> we started brewing beer together on Monday nights as a way to get to know each other. You go to the website. They got it written right there on the website. It's, it's, I'm telling you the truth. As they started building this up, started building their brand, Monday Night Brewing Craft Brewery. I have the CEO, CEO in my studio right now of Monday Night Brewing, Jeff Heck. Please welcome to Monday Night Con- Money Making Conversation. It is I act like maybe I've had a couple too many beers. It's, it's a joy. It's, it's it's a joy and privilege to be here. Let me get this straight. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, <laughs> Jeff Heck. <laughs> Same time's a charm, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Can't wait. Now, you know, I'm from Houston, Texas, and I know in Houston, Texas, craft brewing is huge. It's, it's, it's like it's like it's a niche market, and sometimes if you enter this business. You know, everybody sees the big commercials on TV. They yep. hear the Buds, they hear the Millers, they hear all that, you know, Corona, the, the little feet down there, yep. the beach. You see those big commercials. But if you really go in the store, you can be mind blown at the options that you have. There's so there. many options. There's so many options. And it's blown up in the last probably 15 or 20 years. Yes. 15, 20 years ago, uh, there were just a handful of options. And okay. there were a handful of big craft breweries that had been around for a while who really set the stage for what has been an explosion over the last 10 years. Even in the state of Georgia, where, where we're based, the number of craft breweries has tripled just in the last five years. And Why? that's pretty representative. Why? You know, I think it's a couple things. First is just a broader trend in food and beverage of local mm-hmm. and craft. And so mm-hmm. people want something that feels authentic, that they can connect to, that feels connected to their community and to their, uh, to their kind of, their people, their neighborhood. Mm. And so that, I think, is a big part of it. Right. Secondly, there's just people getting better at brewing. They're making really, really good beers, innovating. America, the United States, is is, uh, is really the center of innovation for beer right now. And uh, for a long time, it was Belgium, it was Europe, it was right. other places around the say. world. Mm-hmm. And what, uh, what, uh, what we Americans have done with craft beer is throw all the rules out the window mm-hmm. and just be creative with, uh, with all kinds of different, uh, different parts of the brewing process. So, so let me, let's talk, because you, you're only here for two breaks, so... Part of this show is education. Part of it is building, communicating about your brand. Yeah. Now, is it technology 
is the reason that so many individual beers are being uh, created and being sampled? Is it technology now? Or is it is the same system? It's, it's more be, people engaged. Beer is, beer is basically the same process it has been since monks walked out with big uh, vats <laughs> of, of barley water in the middle of the forest right. and let wild yeast from the air come in mm-hmm. and turn that sugar water into alcohol and carbon dioxide. Not much has really changed. Now, we're better at making sure it's uh, we know what we're doing and, and and processes are consistent. But it's basically the same. It's really been driven by consumers and by innovators, by people who have done really creative, interesting things and make beer that just tastes really good. Cool. I'm going to start with the basic question. Yeah. What makes a good beer? That is all in the eye of the beholder, my friend. It's like I after, know. Right? Because that, yeah. when you look at the shelves, you see so many options. So, you know... The, it, it, absolutely, and the great thing about craft beer is we always like to say, even within our, our brewery, when you come to our brewery, you will find anywhere between 15 and 20 different beers on tap. We always like to say... At your brewery. We, at our brewery, yep. We have two facilities, two breweries, and at both of them, you can find 15 to 20 beers on tap, and we always tell people, we will find a beer you like. You just check. We, we all, it's all, always our okay. challenge. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of confused now. Okay, you just, you small time, right? Well, you know, I'm not trying to compare yeah, the Budweiser, yeah, yeah. oh, Heineken, you know. We're, 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 you a know. Drop, we're a drop in the drop of a right, bucket. You, know, you got 50? We will make over 100 different beers this uh, this year. So now we have a handful of them that uh, that are the vast majority of our sales. Right. So about six beers for us make up about 70 or 80% of our total okay, sales. Cool. Okay, cool. And then we have a lot of fun with the other stuff. Because right. that's our pipeline. That gives people a reason to come and visit our brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives us new ideas and re- uh, research and development for, for now new this beers. Is, this ideas. is a fun conversation because I think everybody who's listening to this call is going to be educated. And if you don't drink beer, I don't drink beer. So... Not because I don't like to, I just don't drink it, yeah, you know. Yeah. So nothing negative. Just want to put that out there. Now, the fact that you say that you have, you try to create engagement. Yeah, I always felt like beer is like a love affair. You know, it is. People, you know, you know, just, you know, you see a, a female at a game swigging a beer. You know, they're going to bar. You know, it, it feels like that's a a very comfort zone for people to interact with it, a beer. Absolutely, and that's the reason we started the company. Mm-hmm. Um, because we felt like beer is a leveler. It takes it, it takes balls down between people. Right. And so we actually have a, a purpose statement that we uh, that we talk about at every meeting we do internally. Every meeting I have with a wholesaler with an account. And our purpose statement is that we exist to deepen human relationships mm-hmm. over some of the best beer in the country. So it starts with relationships. We want to be a place where people uh, deepen relationships with each other. And so that's played out in really small ways in our business, but we, we think are really significant. So for example, when you come to our tap room. Uh, you won't find, you'll find some little tables of four or five kind of seat tables, but you also find big long picnic benches because we wanted to force strangers to sit down next to each other right. and have a conversation and get to know each other. And beer is just this thing. If you're a, a CEO or you're, you know, a dock worker yeah. or you're a waiter or you're, you know, the manager of a restaurant, it doesn't matter. When you sit down with that beer over your hand, mm-hmm. there's something where you're, you're, you're just, you're just human beings. Yeah. And we love that. Yeah. My dad was a beer drinker. He, he had, he drunk the legendary Paps. Blue Ribbon. Paps Blue Ribbon. Award winning. <laughs> Award winning. Oh, yes, sir. Yes. My dad, yes. boy, he, he, he drunk. It was a Paps Blue Ribbon, boy. I'll tell you right now. So I know about some beer drinking. Yeah. But I, I cut you off earlier. You was telling me about beer is in the eyes of the beholder. What makes a good beer? 
Explain. Yeah, yeah. Explain. So there's some there's some basic principles of of making a good beer. Mm-hmm. So there are there are certain uh, there's I think balance is a is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you want a you want a beer that's gonna gonna have uh, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of uh, bitter. You there's all kinds of but there's you but, love this. Man. Oh, are you kidding me? I can tell what you talk, man. I get to, I get you, to, you almost make me make me want to sip. Hey. <laughs> If, balance. If, you I'm know. telling you. I'm telling you. You you, you get just just that one little drop on on your tongue and <laughs> oh, it's glorious, it's glorious. And then the best part is after you have one or two, then you get down, get down to conversation. You get talking about real life. Right, right, and that's right. where the fun really starts. Yeah. Now 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 you know you have these you have tap, and then you have this like some beer foam up and all that good stuff. What is all this? What's, what is this? It's kind of like a world that you guys have. That's what I'm just enamored with this whole conversation because beer is like a, a world. You know, it's like, you know, it's, you know, you, you have the big Viking type yeah. look, you know, that big mug that you come, bam! And then you have this young lady with this nice beer that she sips on. That's a, that's a wide range. a wide range, range yeah. <laughs> well, and the reality is, you get, you come to our, so we have a tap room down in Southwest Atlanta. Uh, we call it the garage. <laughs> okay. And in the garage. Tell us about that. Tell us oh, about so that. in the garage, what you'll find is people from all kinds of different walks of life. So and you'll find, uh, you know, f- you'll find the, the, the mom with their, with their baby in a little baby carrier, <laughs> drinking a, you know, drinking a, uh, you know, a nice strong 13% in- Russian Imperial Stout. And, uh, and you'll find, uh, you know, you'll find, a uh, another group of, you know, younger folks hanging uh-huh. out and drinking some sour fruited beers. So mm-hmm. there's just all things for every, for everybody. And we're, we're always surprised at the things that people don't want, that those stereotypes, they blow up pretty quick once you actually get people exposed. Uh, right. to different kinds of things. Cool. They just don't know what they want. Cool. We on the, uh, we're talking in studio with uh, Jeff Heck. He's the CEO of Monday Night Brewing, and you have two locations. We do. Tell us about the other location. Yeah. So the original, mentioned about the garage. Yeah, the right? garage. Yeah, we opened that just last fall. In, the, in that facility, we do barrel-aged and sour beer. So we're doing all kinds of crazy experimentation stuff there. And the original location is on the west side of Atlanta, and that's where we do the bulk of our production. So most of the beers that we send out to to the market through wholesale uh, distribution are made in that in that uh, facility, and then we have a tap room there. Um, it's about a mile and a half from my house where we actually started brewing beer in my you garage. Actually, actually uh, walk to your work. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In theory, if it, if it wasn't a hundred degrees in Atlanta in the middle of the summer, um, but uh, yeah. So so that's that's where most of our staff are and where uh, where our, the bulk of our production is. Let's talk about the business side of this. Uh, that's what I created money making conversations. Yeah. Uh, you an entrepreneur. And um, you have a you have like I said this kind of came out of a Bible study, people talking together and and then saying hey, you know like, like I said there's faith involved in that going out on faith, uh, believing it you you pray on something but you have to have a you have to have a plan. How did this start? So we started actually in, the, in that Bible study. There was about ten of us young guys in our mid twenties. We were okay. getting together on Friday mornings, um, talking about you know opening up the Bible, talking about God, figuring out you know figuring out life in our in our twenties. Mm-hmm. And we, but we didn't all know each other very well, and mm-hmm. so we wanted to find a way where we could just get to know each other in a more laid back environment. And so one of our wives had gotten a home brewing beer kit for us for for uh, a Christmas. Home brewing, so you can brew kit. at your house. You can you can uh, you can buy the equipment and set up it for your house. So so it's not too late for you. There's still well, there's you know, still my stuff. wife she has that little Coca Cola. She can make Coke. Uh, she can she can do Diet Coke. So it's kind of like that. Yeah, except you need a turkey fryer. So. You uh, you boil the water, yeah, exactly, right? See, see, it's a little more in depth than that. Okay, but you're boiling now. the water up. So when anyway, we started. We started hold on, hold on. You're not gonna just slide past this home brewing thing and just a turkey fryer and all that. So we got two minutes, a little bit over two minutes left. Tell us how this home brewing system works. 
that so people can hear that and then we're going to translate to the big time where you're yeah. at right now. Yeah, so you can you can uh you can buy us a small homebrew setup and what you do beer is basically a process of boiling uh, water yes. and you add uh, barley, different kinds of grains, and right. you get the sugars, extract the sugars from those grains. You drain so them. You effectively, yeah. So mm-hmm. what you end up having is a sugary uh, boiled water. Wow. And then what you do is you throw in hops. Hops are a, a cone flour uh, that provide bitterness and flavor and uh, aroma, a floral, citrusy kinds of flavors to beer. So you add those in while you're boiling the beer, mm-hmm. and then you cool it all down, and then you add yeast. And yeast, what yeast does is it's an organism that just eats through the sugars in the in the wort that that's called that's what we call our technical term for the sugary barley water right and converts those sugars into alcohol and carbon dioxide so that's the way any fermentation process works is it's yeast eats sugars and gives off alcohol and carbon dioxide so that same those same rules apply to the homebrew setup and to the big setup that we have now uh, where we're brewing every time we brew 10,000 cans of beer um, over the course of uh, of a single brew or as before it was maybe 100 so 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 with that being said, so what, what, okay, how quick could you have, could you drink that? How quick could you drink that that you just made? Could you, could, At the house? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. So what, what we would do is then that that little gathering on Monday nights grew. No, to, I'm saying I'm talking about. The, see you. See, I love people who know what they're doing. They just they just <laughs> skip so many steps. You know, <laughs> he just went from the yeast. They gonna add little hops. Okay. Hey, hey, we have not started drinking yet, Jeff. When do you start drinking? Two to three weeks later. <laughs> there you so, go. So, so you let the yeast eat through it. It takes two to three weeks for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Then you gotta, then you gotta get it all carbonated up, and okay. then you put it on a little tap, and it's ready to go. So do the hokey pokey. But what we, but what we like to say was, after a little while, we were making more beer than a Bible study and good conscience could consume by itself. Absolutely, absolutely. So we started having to invite our neighbors and friends and coworkers over. So it became this gathering where on Monday nights the whole street would be lined with uh, cars. We'd have 20 That's to 50 awesome. people awesome. in my house uh, awesome. in the garage. So it became a place to exercise kind of hospitality and uh, welcome people into our home. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a really you have two locations thing. right now in Atlanta. Two of them. In name of the garage, uh, the, uh, the garage, and our Trabert West Midtown location. Cool. West we Midtown. I'm having so much fun with Jeff. He's the CEO of Monday Night Brewing. Um, keep winning, everybody, because I'm winning with this guy. He's convincing me that's a drink, but I don't think I win. <laughs> but he's good. Keep winning. <laughs> I am in studio with my favorite guest. I'm just going to let y'all know that <laughs> Jeff Heck. He's the CEO of Monday Night Brewing uh, because he's educating me. He's he's bringing me over to the beer side. It's really, you know, because I'm one of these guys. I'm hard. I'm hard. I'm, I'm one of them stout guys. I'm old, too. You know, I'm old, I'm old fogey. I ain't going to change. You know, this is what you can't teach old dog new tricks. Hey. Brother, you got me sniffing. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you digging after that bone before too long. So, so you, 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 I, I was, off air, I was talking about that the, the, the beer starts sweet. And it just seems like the whole process is to unsweeten it. Is that the, is that true? That is a, that's one way to look at it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, kind of like coffee. You a coffee mm-hmm. drinker? No, I don't drink coffee. So, see, or tea. Mm-hmm. see, I like my I like my coffee strong, mm-hmm. no sugar, no cream. Mm-hmm. I like my beer strong. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, I mean, I think what happens with sugar when mm-hmm. you take sugar out is it allows some of the other flavors uh, mm-hmm. to really manifest themselves and let's, to come forward. Let's talk about some of the business side of it. Yeah, okay. let's do. It. You guys are a distributor, and uh, at one time you could only distribute. Now you can sell. It's, that's a major change in your business model, correct? Yes. Yeah, so so uh, up until last fall, we were only allowed to sell our beer to a wholesaler, and they could sell it to a retailer, so like a grocery store, a restaurant, 
Um, but we couldn't sell directly to a restaurant or bar uh, or a grocery store. We certainly couldn't sell directly to a consumer, mm-hmm. including people that came in to visit our tap room. Mm-hmm. So the crazy thing was people come into our brewery, mm-hmm. uh, want to buy a beer, and they couldn't buy it. Buy it. They had, we'd have to send them down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we actually lobbied really hard to, mm-hmm. to convince people with the, what has been shown in other states, which is if you get people to come into your brewery mm-hmm. and take something home with them, they're going to go buy it next time when they're, they're not going to come all the way back to the brewery. They're going to go buy it from the retail store right mm-hmm. down the street. So it ends up helping everyone. Mm-hmm. It's a chance for us. Our tap rooms and our breweries are the biggest marketing tool that we have. Right. Because mm-hmm. it allows people to come and experience our brand firsthand. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so this was a really important tool for us, mm-hmm. uh, to, to allow people to, to more freely and, uh, openly experience what it is to. And the, the experience is, is coming in and experiencing your, like you said, you have 15 options, right? Uh, yeah, roughly, depending on the day. Yeah, each one has a different name. Each yep, beer? I'll have I'll have different names. Okay, okay, okay. Different this recipes. Is like, like look, hurricanes have a different name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, you know what I'm saying? yeah. So, so, so some of our big, some of our uh, kind of our core beers, we have one we call Slap Fight. That's a that's an IPA. <laughs> IPAs are are uh, are real are real bitter. Uh, so we like to say that slap bite is going to slap you right up on the face. It's going to give you a, give you a good whack, you know, wake you up a little bit. Uh, we've got uh, we, we've got Han Brolo. Mm-hmm. That's our pale ale. Um, mm-hmm. We've got uh, we've got Drafty Kilt. Uh, Drafty Kilt is our Scotch ale. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we love to have fun with our with our names. It's one of the one of the biggest best Jeff, things about Jeff, doing you, that. You're you're a decision maker here. Now, I am. How do these names come about? And are you just sitting around? Uh, let me ask you this: are the, Do the names come about when you're sober or drunk? Oh, we, <laughs> hey, we're we're all about moderation, my friend. So uh, so I won't say uh, we may have had a beer or two. Uh, we may have had a beer too, uh, but then we always step back and give ourselves a little time and see if it still sounds good the next morning. Let's put it that way. That's the that's my rule of thumb for life. Uh, make decisions after you've given it a little time. Now you have two locations in the city of Atlanta. Uh, how does one um, get your beer in their stores or in their businesses? Yeah, so we sell to uh, to wholesalers and then uh, those retail accounts. So if you're a if you're an independent. Uh, mm-hmm. convenience store operator mm-hmm. uh, you can call one of our wholesalers and they'll send the beer uh, to you mm-hmm. that we sell um, the vast majority of our sales are are through the wholesale channel and so um, we've we'll, we'll we're in about 3,000 or so depending on the day different retail mm-hmm. locations in Georgia Alabama and Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, so you can get us really in all three of those states and uh, pretty broadly the Kroger Publix all the big grocery stores all the restaurants bars let me ask you, how big is your place? It seems like that'd be a great birthday party or New Year's Eve party location to come. Absolutely. We we will do about 50 weddings this year in our breweries. Uh, so we have a whole separate private event space in the garage. Weddings. Some, it blows my mind that somewhere uh, there are that many people who convince their their mothers and mothers-in-laws that they that, to pay for a wedding in a brewery. Um, but they do, and it's uh, and it's beautiful. The 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 pictures that we get from there are, are wonderful. And didn't expect for that, something didn't unique. expect that business model though. No, we didn't expect it nearly as much as we've as we've seen it. It's been a, a really helpful uh, additional revenue stream and a wait place for just people to get in and experience our our brand. Uh, mm-hmm. Who maybe not may, maybe not uh, big craft beer drinkers, mm-hmm. um, but they get in, they see the space, and they you know they're talking about it, they try some beer, and then they. How big is the space uh, 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 size-wise? Each of our facilities are about 20,000 square feet. Mm. So uh, w- the first one, our original location, uh, most of that is production area. Right. Um, so we have, a little, and we, have a, we have a big, beautiful patio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second space is is mostly uh, uh, a bar, bar, kind of tap room, and a private event space. Okay. Here's the fun part about interviewing you. First of all, you love 
what you do. I do. It it, it, it comes right out of your eyes. You're, you're, you're telling me such a brilliant story. So balancing your life. I always want to talk about balancing your life. Yeah. You you you're a mile and a half away from one of your locations. That means that it, that means that you're hop skipping the jump from your job every day. Yep. You you almost can almost bring it home. How do you balance your life? Because you have four kids. Four kids. How do you balance all that? You know, that's a great question, and it's something I always struggle with. Uh, personally, I worked in finance for about 12 years before mm-hmm. I finally quit that and, uh, and came over to work uh, for Monday Night Full Time. And the real best blessing for me has been I have two partners. Mm-hmm. And so I would never start a business uh, on my own, uh, honestly, because I'm just too conservative. I'm more... Uh, I'm more play it safe kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to have two partners who helped push me forward, uh, mm-hmm. help me take some risks. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, that's been the biggest help. So we, we fill in for each other, we cover for each other. Mm-hmm. And then it's been learning that at the end of the day, I always like to step back and think, you know, what is it, what at the end of my life am I gonna, uh, gonna right. regret that mm-hmm. I, if I don't, if I don't spend the time on? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, it's, has yet to come up. Uh, I wish I spent, uh, a little less, a uh, little, little less time with my family and a little more time at the office. Well, you know, that was something that I've struggled with, you know, early on because I, and I'm proud of you when I say that because you, you're younger than me when you figured it out, you know, because you get out there, you start getting success, a fear sets in. Whether or not you can take a day off, or you yep. you missed that opportunity, missed that that one. It's terrifying. It's really it terrifying. Is, absolutely. And, and then to have that balance and have four kids that love you and a wife who loves you, that's a that's a balance you have to maintain. You know, and I also think it's important to send the message. I want to send the message to my kids that uh, the work's not a bad thing. And so one of the things I try to do too is to bring them into the office with me. They'll mm-hmm. come. My daughters will come into the office and have lunch with me in my office. Um, mm-hmm. And so just trying to give them exposure too, to, to so that they can see, you know, what does hard work look like? Um, right. I, I don't want them growing up thinking that <laughs> work's bad or hear me talking about badly about my about my work because mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I want to be able to um, uh, you know to spend enough time at home. And you know, now I get to have dinner with my family almost every night and put my kids to bed. It's a lovely thing. You mentioned them earlier. You started a business with friends. Yes. Okay, that could be good. That could be bad. Because one day you got to talk to your friends a little bit different. How does that balance work for you? We have been just so blessed in Mm -hmm. in this. Uh, Because I I think, I say this about marriage too. Uh, I, I totally understand why marriage can be really hard, and mm-hmm. I totally understand why uh, business partners can be really hard. Mm-hmm. I'm really fortunate that it is actually a huge asset for me, um, mm-hmm. both my marriage and my uh, business partners. So mm-hmm. uh, the biggest thing we le- did is we learned to be really open and honest with each other uh, from very early on and to fight clean. So we fight about things, we argue about things, um, but we do it in ways that don't attack each other. Um, we really try to stay open-minded about um, where our idea, whether our, that our idea might not be the best one, and we trust each other a lot. So the three of us have very different backgrounds professionally. Mm-hmm. Jonathan is a marketing guy. Uh, Joel's really got an operations mind, and I'm more of a finance and strategy guy. And so and a motivator. And I love I love building culture. I love mm-hmm. building culture. I've got a lot a lot to learn about it, but uh, but uh, but I love it. And so one of the things we've learned too is to defer to each other in our areas of expertise. Um, while not being afraid to speak our mind. Um, so communication, 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 um, and humility. Uh, and acknowledging what you're good at and acknowledging what you're not um, has been incredibly uh, helpful. And I'd say we're better friends now than we were when we uh, met each other 15 years ago. And the business ago. is how old? The business is about seven years old. We are celebrating our seventh anniversary um, in uh, in just a few weeks, the uh, October, August uh, 4th, the weekend of the 4th, the 5th. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, right down at the garage. I'm, I'm an award-winning baker. I'm going to just let you know that. Oh. I will bring you some desserts, I'll, okay? And I might... May, may, hey, how about you could use some of the beer as an ingredient in one of your... Okay, well, let's do that. See, we can get this. We can figure this out. I'm going to tell you something. I used to win chili cook-offs. 
in college. Oh, chili and beers. Bill there you go. Th- there you go. I used beer. I used right. little small Bill of Light yeah. beers. That's all. I never used water in my beer and brisket. So, so I'm gonna come get some of your beer. See? I'm gonna make some of my award-winning chili. We get a it. couple I think of we my get Pull you over. Yeah. Look, you know something? I've lied. I have. <laughs> you, you've had beer. I've had beer. You've had beer. <laughs> Let the record show. Let the record, Let the record show. show. Michelle, the man has had Michelle beer. Been drinking for a long time. <laughs> it took Jeff to come on my show and and wake me up from the dark. <laughs> Brother, you've been drinking beer for a long time. My man, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been a joy. It's been fun. Wait, first again. of all, let's tell us about your two locations. Two locations, uh, the Traybert Avenue location in the west in West Midtown and the garage down in uh, southwest Atlanta in the West End. Um, both open seven days a week. Seven days a week, and you can go in there. You can sample, buy. Come in, sample some beers, take home your favorites, um, meet some new friends, uh, host and your uh, get a little tour, Weddings get married. Up. Absolutely. My man, I want to thank you. You Great. Uh, uh, I, August? August, uh, first weekend in August. We in the garage. I will be there. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.